Yeah, I love that. Like yeah, that. you should yeah. get into some of that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Liquid Gold. A podcast all about beverage on the We Own This Town network. All right, it's a new season of Liquid Gold right here on the We Own This Town podcast network. Check out all the pods at weownthistown.net. And as always, you can check us out at liquidgold.show. I used to say the new website, but it's not that new anymore. It's been around for a while now. Uh, but liquidgold.show is a great place for you to go back into the archives, check out all the content that we've done over the last, sheesh, five years almost. We'll be celebrating Yay. five years coming up here in December. And we have so much holiday content on the pod. So for this time of year, for Thanksgiving, Christmas, all that, go back and check out. We have last year, we did our epic Thanksgiving spectacular with Katie Koss. Um, So go back and check that out. Anywho, my name is Mike Wolf. I'm your host today, along with my co-host, Kenneth Dedman. Kenneth. (laughs) We're back. Yeah, yeah. From a hiatus. Yeah, nice little hiatus. Ironically, my band's name in, in high school. Was hiatus? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. We're getting back together, too. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's exciting. Uh, we got to give a shout out to the lovely Sophia Brand. Sophia, what's up? Hello. Welcome. The, the Rolls Royce voice of Sophia Brand doing some <laughs> intro and voice work on the new season of Liquid Gold. We figured we had to uh, spice things up for everybody. <laughs> Um, but Sophia, you're a singer. You've been singing around Nashville for a little while. Yeah, six years now. Amazing. You got you got some shows coming up? I do. Yeah, November thirtieth. Um, so I'm a background singer. So I'm singing backgrounds for um, a lady named Tiff Turner, small woman from South Carolina with the voice of Aretha Franklin. So amazing. Yeah, she's badass. Um, at Sambuca. Oh, sweet. oh wow. Yes. Cool. Yes. That's dope. Yeah. When's that show? November thirtieth. Oh God! Depending if that's a weekday, six to ten or seven to eleven, I should probably find that out. Awesome! That you seems know, like a vibe. One time, I worked a back show at this uh, venue next to Sambuca, and he like played for like two or three hours. Damn! And then they um they left there and went to Sambuca to get dinner, and then he played another two hours there <laughs> on a whim. Holy shit! Yeah, Amazing. that's pretty cool. Yeah, they got a good setup over there. Like, good stage, good vibes. Yeah. That'd be a good time. Kenneth, we should go. November 30th. We're can't there. wait. I'm there. Um, front row. Front row. You can. <laughs> right up front. <laughs> that cheery little Kenneth face. Kenneth just going to be like. <laughs> Give you a little shout out. Hi, Kenneth. <laughs> <laughs> they got really great, like, um, like uh, lobster um, macaroni. <laughs> that's why they've been in business so long yes so, just like, that it's like it's really holding sure. it up like, <laughs> holding it up on stilts of lobster <laughs> macaroni their seafood and uh yeah the, lo- <laughs> the awesome. entertainment yeah confirmed thursday six to ten we wanted to start this new season we still have it's kind of amazing we still have so many cocktails and topics that we haven't talked about we have a very special episode we're finally circling the martini so we have the martini episode coming up shortly, and uh, so we're really excited to tackle that one. That's probably the drink that I drink almost the most when I'm at home, but it's usually it the, became I a good habit. I think that's the only drink you, you ever make me at your place is like yeah. a gin martini. Yeah. It's usually waiting. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, we'll have to do, the, do that again soon. Um, I also love the whiskey drinks and hot toddy, so today we are talking hot toddy. This is the time of the year. Funny enough, it's 82 degrees outside. Supposed to be a record high today in Nashville. So global warming, there you are. But by the time this episode airs, uh, it'll probably be back down in the 50s and 30s. So this is definitely the time of year to be drinking a hot toddy. Hot toddy's great because it's a template and you can do so many things with it. You can add so many different ingredients. You'll have your, obviously your hot water, your spirit, Whatever tea you're using or whatever herb infusion you're using, um, whatever sweetener you're using, and then some bitters. You can add a little salt. You can add fat. Get into the hot buttered rum territory. So we've got some recipes to go over shortly here. This is also a drink I love making at home because it's so simple. You don't need a ton of tools. Um, I really think the key, and we talk about this in the book, cheer, a liquid gold holiday drinking guide. Token book plug. Almost said butt plug. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, in our do, book, um, token book plug. We talk about in the book in, when you're making hot toddies and making hot drinks. One of the key things is to warm up enough water 
for two drinks if you're making one. And this is because you can temper uh, temper your mug, whatever you're drinking it out of, with that first batch of hot water. And once you've brought up the temperature of the mug, then you can toss out that water, put in new fresh hot water, and start making the drink. And that will keep the temperature of the drink where it needs to be. Otherwise, a lot of times with hot toddies, they can cool off pretty fast. And they start to lose their healing powers. But since we have someone from across the pond who grew up across the pond before coming here, Sophia, tell us about like you're coming from a tr- different tradition of tea and where tea is such a big deal. So what was that like for you growing up in those like different tea traditions? Yeah, I mean, it's just an integral part of your day. Um, not to say that everybody in England loves tea, but um, my family, at least immediate family does. So from God, I mean, really, as long as I can remember, I've been drinking tea, which I thought about that today. And that's probably a little weird, right? Because that would be like a kid drinking decaf or something at eight years old. But yeah, it's um, it's a communal thing. Um, it's kind of like the icebreaker, um, just culturally. Anytime somebody comes over, whether you know them or not, maybe it's the first time you say, you know, should I put the kettle on? Fancy a cup of tea? These are all very stereotypically English things that are actually true. But yeah, it's just been a part of my life. And you also call dinner tea. Oh, wow. So if you say you want to come around for tea, you're talking about dinner. Oh, wow. Mm. So how do you how do you delineate that if you're like really talking about tea? Um, you'd say different things like um, you can call the drink tea a cuppa, mm. like C-U-P-P-A. Um, or like it's it's never really decided ahead of time. Tea is usually an on the spot thing. But if you were, you could be like, I'll put the kettle on and we'll have some tea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I always expected it. Like uh, when I entered someone's house, like yeah. um, it's like uh, we're definitely going to have tea. Yeah. Say thank you and uh, might get some food. It's more about just come over then. Just come over because we're going to socialize or we're going to do this or that. Tea is just kind of, uh, it's like opening the door almost. Yeah, or, yeah. Ex- exactly. And I, uh, I counted one time. Um, going back to an aunt and uncle's house um, and we were staying with them and in one day we had tea separate batches seven times so you also pee a lot (laughs) that's good yeah gotta stay hydrated that's good for you (laughs) yeah are they all caffeinated teas or is it like do you switch that off it's always caffeinated yeah even before bed yeah Um, wow so it's it's interesting because it's like if I was to have a cup of coffee before bed no chance like i'm not yeah. sleeping mm-hmm. um but a cup of tea for some reason hits different i don't know if that's just like a cerebral thing or what but yeah it's you would typically have one like in between meals um and like after mm. yeah kind of settle the stomach yeah it tea's only really drank with a meal at breakfast okay and are the, those breakfast teas are occasionally a little bit different than the other teas you might drink throughout the day yeah, I mean, if you're fancy with it, but typically every household has their own preference of tea. You know, you've got like Tetley, Yorkshire tea, PG tips. Um, we were PG tips house, but mm. I'm currently a Tetley house because that's all I can find at Publix. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and uh, how, how do those differ? It's Is really... it just like a different blend? Yeah, you could say. Like, I think if you were initially, if we were to have all three of them in front of us, we could probably taste the difference comparing. But if you were to have them separately, you would never really be able to drink a tea and be like, oh, that's PG tips. Oh, you really? Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just English black teas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That that whole history of like the, the, the household maintaining the same tea, I think it goes back to like India and like uh, families would make uh, their own their own like like grandmothers would make their own blend of teas for the household and um, never really deviate from it. And then the kids would learn and like carry that on, but you could never like really replicate it in another household. That's super interesting and a great little segue there because <laughs> the hot toddy. There's some uh, stories that the hot toddy started in India, uh, controlled by the British at the time in the 1610s, derived from the Hindi word taddy which translated into a drink made with fermented palm sap which they would make a lot of these original hot toddies so the british would be like let's have some you know let's have a hot uh soothing alcoholic beverage so let's use our tea we'll use the fermented palm sap that we can get here and then um 
Fast forward to 1786, where the word became official and was defined as an alcoholic drink made with hot water, spices, and sugar. Um, so, yeah, and it, it just like it says here, the British claim the drink for their own and remains a common pub staple in England today. Because winters there are damp and cold, it became a common practice to pour hot water into glasses of scotch. Did you see any, do you recall any of that? I mean, it's been a while, but, you, but you've probably been back and stuff. Do you mm. see any of that tradition over there of like drinking the hot toddies or, or using, since tea is such a big part of the culture, is it like almost like, well, no, we don't, we don't just always add booze to it. Uh, or we very rarely <laughs> add booze to it. You do your booze differently or on the side. Honestly, I think at least in my family, we're quite a large one. We're a bit impatient, so we just want to get straight to it. Yeah. So even in the wintertime, you're looking at like gin and tonics. You know what I mean? Um, hot toddies, seen done, mm. but that would be like, we'd plan for that. Yeah. You know, people just want to get to their booze a little bit quicker. Yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. That's understandable. <laughs> are, it, are What kind of gin are you as a family? It depends. We, My dad likes to try and, you know get outside of the box a little bit when it comes to gin but mm-hmm. that's not always promising um so typically um gordon's like yeah. it really that's does classic not... london yeah. dry yes. yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah gordon's doesn't miss kenneth and i have poured many a gordon's in our yeah, day i'm a fan <laughs> of gordon's. Oh, yeah. yeah so tell me about the transition because you have the tea traditions where you came where you came from there's like adding milk to mm-hmm. the tea right and that's an always thing and then when you got over here what was it like to kind of transition from that to yeah. like being an American? American. <laughs> um, so really, I mean, my brother joins in sometimes, but really it's only my dad and I kind of hitting up the tea. My mum used to be about it, but since we've been to the States and she is American, she's more of like the black coffee kind. But yeah, my dad and I both drink our tea black, but the standard way is a little bit of milk and you really never, you just eyeball all of this if i was to try and guess the measurement i would say it's like i don't know a quarter cup mm-hmm. or something it's probably a color like, uh... <laughs> yeah exactly yes and yeah and you put the milk in first and then the tea follows after that and that is like your standard typical like your standard cup of tea is going to be like half an inch off the bottom of milk and then the tea on top of that. And then you can, you know, get into the whole sugar thing. But mm-hmm. really the standard is just the milk and the tea. And is it just usually white sugar? Yeah. You're just adding a little bit of sugar in there? Yeah. Yep. And oftentimes though, like pubs and other places will have um, sugar cubes and they will be both white and brown in there. Like okay. all kind of mixed up and you okay. can just kind of, um, what are those little things called? Little tongs? Yeah, little yeah. tongs mm-hmm. that you can just kind of pick apart. I love all the details. <laughs> um could we hear maybe like you doing some American impersonations? Because I know that you've done it. I know that I've heard you do it uh, over there at Nelson's Greenbrier. So, um, yeah. Do you have some Southern accents? Yeah. If, if, you, if you just give me a sentence, I can. <laughs> Let's see. You should have a character by now. Like, uh, I already, should. Like, yeah. What should we call her? Um, Carol. Carol. Uh, no, no, no. That's my, I got a that's friend my named Carol. Name. I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um Meredith. Mer- 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 Meredith. <laughs> Meredith. Um, oh my god. Hmm. Shelby. Shelby. I feel like that's like a southern Shelby's, name. Yeah, yeah, you can do Shelby. Yeah, or like Marigold or something. Marigold. Oh, Marigold. Marianne. Marianne. That's Marianne. my sister's name. Oh, sorry, uh, she, she oh. Wanted, Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Does she listen we to can the single pod? Her out. We'll find out. <laughs> So I maybe mean it, it with be all due respect. <laughs> um, I'm fixing to go to a fish fry. <laughs> That's a real thing she would say. Oh my god! I'm fixing to go to a fish fish fry. <laughs> Is Waffle House still open? <laughs> Not the Waffle House. Okay. Um, Is Waffle House still open? It better be. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what? Yeah, what did you... So when you came to the South, <laughs> what was that like in terms of a culture shock and in terms of like, yeah. It's probably exactly that. <laughs> yeah. Can you say this for me? Yes. <laughs> well, now do this. I did get hit with that when I uh, moved to Chicago. And so I studied the reboot of Beverly Hills 90210 and developed uh, like an American accent, but it was like Cali girl because I hated when people like asked me to repeat things. So I did some in middle school that way. 
and then just got sick of it and dropped it when I went to high school and spoke normally. Yeah. But then you had the problem of the kids I went to middle school with being like, she's faking it because she had an American accent in middle school. Oh, yeah. Like Stevie mm. Wonder. Yeah, exactly. But um, then you're just the mysterious. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Right? <laughs> Surely. And that's what they thought. Because <laughs> high school kids are so nice. Mm, um, but yeah, no. So I went to college in North Carolina. So that was my first experience of the South. Uh, I think I was just happy to be out of Illinois because it was flat. So at first it was just kind of like everything was magical. Everything was hell yes i'm not there anymore there's scenery um and then you do so you don't really mind people asking you to repeat things initially but yeah that did that did happen um and then that is also where i got asked and this is not me generalizing the south because the smartest people i know are from the south but i did get asked what language do they speak in britain <laughs> wow so, so that was that was an interesting one i do yeah. often very seriously get asked if i've met the queen yeah, I mean, we almost asked you. No. <laughs> did, did you? Did you? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. <laughs> He's been biting his tongue this whole time. It's possible. Let's see. Do the math. Uh, it's been a while. She didn't live there. I don't know. Let's get straight to it. All right. <laughs> my mother did tell me though when I was little that my that Princess Diana held me as a baby, and I Whoa. don't know why. Holy shit. That didn't happen. Okay. No, it didn't say, happen. I'd say that too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I think she just wanted to make me feel special. But then I was going around school being like, guess what? And like, nobody believed me. So I just sounded like. But it was like, like Santa Claus. No, yeah. Like, yeah. They're, all, they're all like, yeah. all the kids were they're told They're all like, that. me too. Me too. Yeah. You too. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> that's all she that's does. That's good. That's like a good, that's a good British folktale. Man. That's all. Yeah. Princess Di. Uh, she held you once. Oh. <laughs> Like yeah, don't 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 mess it up. Yeah, it's like being like blessed by the Pope at that rate. That's pretty incredible. So That's on the lie. show we've talked <laughs> Um on the show we've talked uh many times about the we've we've long admired the Queen rest in peace. Um we've admired not necessarily definitely not the monarchy and all that bullshit that goes with it, but We've admired her drinking traditions and her like, I'm going to have a vermouth cocktail in the middle of the day. And when? Every day. And then I'm going to have sparkling wine after that. Later on in the day is my martini. Then I'm going to have a martini. And then, uh, shit, I might need a gin and tonic right before dinner. And then it's like probably a little more wine. She just had like, drinking was such a part of her day and it was such a ritual. As we had booze news stories about the queen and the monarchy. It was just a, it was something to respect from a drinking standpoint. It was like, man, this like classy lady has some really strong drinking traditions. Pretty much has like her own vermouth that they bring to her house. And it was just kind of baller. And we had to just we had to bow down. Yeah. Uh, so she had, her, she had her own gin from uh her like, own gin. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, her vermouth was Dubonnet. She she drank She was a big Dubonnet fan. Yep. So she had like she would have like the Dubonnet cocktail where you mix both of them. Um, yep. amazing shit. Yeah, we got so, deep on her, but like uh, criticized everyone around her, and that's <laughs> rightfully that's the so. Hook. Rightfully so. <laughs> but yeah, what's your perspective? And uh, you know, I know this is a big question, but <laughs> oh no, we got time. No, um, no. But yeah, what's your perspective coming from uh, coming from your homeland and um, your perspective on the queen, your appreciation, your lack of whatever? Yeah. I think, like, as a historical figure, I respect her. And also, you know, huge part of growing up because, like, every jubilee um, at school, you would get, like, every school um, would get a coin, a jubilee coin. And depending on if it was, like, the golden jubilee or the platinum jubilee, that would be the colour of the coin. And I still have mine uh, at my parents' house. And so there was always, like, that excitement. Um, and she really was just this public figure. And also, like, during World War Two, she was out there um, in the ambulances on the battlefields, which was pretty cool. Um, and just, like, becoming a queen so young and having to do that at that age. Because what was it? It was, like, t- 19 or something? Between, like, 19 or early 20s. Yeah, really young. Really young. And I cannot imagine, like, I was still, I don't know drinking fireball or something at 19 so there's no way i could run a country Mm. and she just had to do it so she did as time goes on the monarchy gets less important and i think when you run you start running a country you you, like things 
better than Fireball are available to you. To like, <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, you got you, you get your drinking Dubonnet. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> clear that up right away. Like, um, you know, like. Uh, hey, you never know. I'm um, Southern Comfort's become a huge thing in the UK. She, whoa, so, whoa! She, yeah, hold ewing. the phone. That's yeah. a problem. I know. Like the fake, uh, the yes. fake Southern Comfort. Yeah, the the ooey ooey stuff. Yikes. What have they done with that brand? Okay, so country music has blown up in the UK. And so I think Southern Comfort saw their chance and was like, yeah, cowboy stuff. And so like uh, marketed themselves that way. And now people are loving some some SoCo. Is that not like basically the same like uh, formula as Fireball, just without the cinnamon? <laughs> without the cinnamon. Yeah, I think it's a it is ton like, of uh, sugar. Yeah, I yeah. don't understand it. I really don't understand it. As well, a thing. I, we'll look into it. Write like, us um, liquidgoldpod at gmail.com if you're into Southern Comfort and tell us what you love about it. We don't want to tell you. We just don't understand. Yeah, besides heartburn, what do we, you like? About it's like one of those things that Buffalo Trace like uh, makes billions of dollars off of, but they're ashamed of it. It's kind of like uh, uh, the um, Colonel Sanders and his secret recipe. <laughs> Foul. He was ashamed of it. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I know one of the ingredients that he would always leave out, and it was always left out of Colonel Sanders' like secret recipe, was dried parsley. So if you're making fried chicken at home, don't forget the dried parsley. That was like the one that even when they would release, like, oh, here's we found ten of the ingredients, ten of the twelve or something, it would like leave out dried parsley, and I feel like that was the one they tried to keep secret. I've talked with a few people about this. I've done some some research. Dried parsley. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so the queen. I digress. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, sorry. Is Fried that, chicken. Wait, wait. Is that? Oh, my God. She's sitting here with a couple Americans talking about the queen. And we take it to Colonel no, Sanders in the, in the span of five minutes or five seconds. Welcome. Welcome to the wow. show. Oh, God damn. We'll do it again. Where were we? Uh, just, you know, her being an important uh, historical figure. But now the monarchy doesn't matter. Um, mm. The way they make their money is off the English tax pa- taxpayers. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. Off of the British taxpayers. Um, part of the UK, part of Great Britain. All of those taxes are going to the monarchy. But they don't do anything. Like they, I mean, they do charity work, right? Um, holding babies, like Princess Di. Going to different countries and, like, advocate for, you know lots of nice causes but philanthropists essentially are what they are so there's not really much of a point and that does get problematic um because it's like why are we taking money then from the citizens Mm -hmm. and then it's just great like yeah like uh i didn't really like think about like uh, i didn't know that we were gonna have a brit on the show but like the king speech was just like (laughs) i uh, told you i mean like well yeah i knew i I had foresight but like it wasn't a surprise but like um (laughs) I mean, but yeah, the King's speech was just like uh, 48 hours ago as Snooze of this fest. recording. Yep. Like, uh, yeah, and he was talking about uh, everything that he was about to invest in. And like, besides royalists, no one really gives a shit about Charles. Can I swear? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, you bet. Um, How dare you? Oh, wait. <laughs> One of my favorite moments on any podcast was an interview with John Carpenter. And he's like... The John Carpenter? The John Carpenter. And he's talking, and uh, and he's like, well, it was just fucking bullshit or whatever. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, can I cuss on here? And the guy was like, yeah, yeah, you can cuss. It's fine. And he goes, oh, fuck yeah, brother. <laughs> Inside of all anyway. of us lives a little John Carpenter. <laughs> yes. Hopefully. Yes. Agreed. Oh, man. Also, monarchy, cult. Incredibly culty. Care to elaborate? Sure. Um... <laughs> For example, they have their own press offices like at their palace sites. Each property that the royals um, you know, live in, work in, whatever, have their own like press offices, buildings, mm-hmm. and they have relationships with the press. So basically, the press can only say nice things about them. And this has been built in over like decades. Um, well, it's kind of like the CIA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and then you you know, back in medieval times and Tudor times, you had like the kingmakers, um, so the people like kind of like whispering in the ears of mm-hmm. of all the royals, 
and you still have those. They're behind the scenes, but are like moving a lot of the pieces, if you will, mm-hmm. um, and cannot. King Charles feeds the paw. <laughs> <laughs> so you can like do that? the voiceover for her podcast. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, there's just a little David Attenborough. Like <laughs> Rolls Royce voice. What's Kenneth? Yeah. Kenneth's like a Chevy Bronco. What year Bronco? Ooh. 76. No. <laughs> Give me the OJ. 94. <laughs> White 94. Looks great. Get that tattooed on Looks my chest. Looks great from the helicopter angle. <laughs> Oof. All right. A few recipes to throw out there. So for this tea, this tea is really interesting. This is a throat comfort tea. And there's organic wild cherry bark, licorice root, fennel seed, cinnamon bark, orange peel, slippery elm bark, cardamom pod, ginger root, mullein leaf, wow, uh, clove bud, black pepper. So that's this tea blend. Um, Not bad. So that's just, like, that's, that's a how, lot of things that would go with whiskey. I went through dry goods at the restaurant. That's probably exactly what I'd do. Probably, yeah, I'd probably make overdo it with everything, but like that's, that's why I thought we'd mention it. Solid. Because you can make your own tea blends for a lot of these hot toddies. Um, you can go as traditional as you want, but you can also kind of create your own. Um, and then we went strong. This is the new Nelson Brothers rye. So one of the things I've been so busy with, and we had to take a little break from the pod, opening the Nelson Greenbrier Distilleries. Oh, yeah, your new job. Hospitality stuff. <laughs> so that's been fun doing that. And then Sophia over here, that's how we met. And Sophia uh, does tours there, is a tour guide there. And um, is on the hospitality side as well. So come see us over there. There's a new rye whiskey. And it is incredible. The Nashville scene, Chris Chamberlain just did a nice piece about it. And uh, that's what we used for this hot toddy. So we probably did a good healthy ounce and a half, (laughs) roughly. (laughs) Uh, Maybe a little stronger because we're professionals. But uh, you've got your cup of tea, ounce to an ounce and a half of whiskey, we did a nice probably half ounce of honey, and we got to throw a shout out to Americano Coffee Lounge right down the street here in Wedgwood, Houston, high atop the towers here at the We Own This Town podcast studios. Check For out providing Americano. us with their Himalayan honey. Yeah, they gave us some nice Himalayan <laughs> honey for this. And then we've got Scrappy's Aromatic Bitters, say about 12 drops. And then we squeezed a tiny bit of lemon in there, which I think is always nice to give it a little acid. So maybe in the quarter ounce range for that. And then just options for you. If you want to like round it out, if you feel like it's a little sweet, you, you stirred it up, you tasted it. Oh, it's a little sweet. What am I going to do now? Add a tiny bit of salt. That'll kind of like round out those kind of really two sweet edges on it. That'll help to sand that down. And then another thing you can obviously add We've got hot buttered rum recipes in the book, adding uh, butter or, say, maybe some uh, cream of coconut. Mm. Um, there's a lot of cool things like ghee. You could add some some ghee to it. Uh, clarified butter. Ghee or ghee? It's ghee. It's ghee. Ghee. <laughs> What's up, ghee? <laughs> um, and then, uh, so that's, that's kind of the hot toddy that we're drinking here today. And then grating cinnamon over the top. Maybe grating some nutmeg is a great one, and then we easy did on a... those. Don't be grating like uh, like you're feeding a family. Like, uh... <laughs> oh yeah, easy especially on especially nutmeg. Good point. Like, yeah, yeah. go like light on it. Like, it'll expand and uh, it'll take over your whole mouth. Yep, it'll take over and the flavor, and it'll be all over your teeth and everything else. So pretty take soon, it easy. your kidneys are like reacting. That's a good point, Kenneth. It's just an aromatic, right? It's just an aromatic. It's yeah, just yeah. kind of like to hit your it's nose in- as you. It's drinking. not an ingredient. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the mezcal toddy. Agave is unfair. So you can do a black tea bag of your choice. Throwing yeah. it back to the Brits. Um, <laughs> one and a half ounce mezcal. Excuse me. <laughs> half ounce agave nectar. One dash of Angostura or a cinnamon bitters. We've got a really cool cinnamon bitters recipe in the book. Uh, a tiny pinch of salt. And then you can garnish it with an orange wedge or a or some uh, rosemary and sage. So begin by boiling enough water for twice the amount of drinks that you're making. When the water is ready, pour enough into your mug to temper it so it keeps warm for the duration of the drink. Place in a small plate or bowl over the top of the mug and help retain the heat as well. Once the mug is fully hot and ready for action, discard the tempering water and make the tea by pouring more water 
adding the tea bag and covering the mug for maximum extraction. After three to four minutes of brew time, set aside the tea bag for your next hot toddy and add the mezcal, agave nectar, bitters, and salt. Squeeze a few drops of orange over the top and garnish with the orange wedge. Rosemary and sage would make for aroma boosting garnishes as well. So that's a good mezcal toddy. You could sub different uh, spirits for that. Agave is unfair. Um, Obviously, whiskey is one of our favorites. So in terms of brew time, let's take it back to, you know, our British tea expert over here. (laughs) Brew times. What do you all think about that? And what's your process like there? It depends on how many tea bags you're using. Um, So like, say you've got a few people over, typically like around five people, you're going to put two tea bags in that teapot. Um, But say it's just a couple of, yeah, it'll be one tea bag. Standard brewing time, five to seven minutes. But it really does also depend on how strong you like your tea. Yeah. yeah. And would you say that y'all like it a little stronger? Or Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah on the stronger not, side. We don't mess around. Yeah. And that's where the milk comes in, too. Exactly. Are you milk or no milk? No milk. No milk. Mm-hmm. Always? No. I used to be milk. I used to be milk and two sugars, then milk and one sugar. And then I just kind of stopped drinking milk in general. So black tea. So you do black yeah. tea like uh, empty stomach when you wake up? Oh, but that does suck. You do get the shakes if you do that. Like I've done it and I continue to do it like a dummy. But... um yeah i get is that like me time yeah a little it's bit. like uh <laughs> now i'm gonna go throw up yeah like uh just yeah. kidding that's that's it really that does me, nauseate you time. if you like, do it on on an empty stomach though i always put it like uh yeah like i don't i don't ever have milk in the fridge sometimes i do but it's, i can't rely on it but i always have butter so if i make a tea in the morning i mean fuck coffee like um, even coffee in, in either one if i don't have anything else so yeah Welcome to the South. <laughs> Salted fat is your friend. I'm curious. I kind of want to go try that. What what does it do? Does it thicken it? So no, no. Well, it just like um, gives you energy too. Right? Yeah, like it's like uh, energy uh, to burn. Has a, coffee has a lot more oil than tea, mm. so you can theoretically drink it black on an empty stomach when you wake up. It's not advisable, but you you probably be fine. You'll get heartburn later because of the acidity. But uh, coffee has like this like uh, hormonal response uh, in your in your tummy, and uh, it, it makes you like I don't know. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like cramping if you're like exercising or something like that. Like uh, your body like goes into like hyper starvation drive or mm. some shit. Like mm. uh, I don't know. Like uh, but I always get sick if I drink tea without like any sort of fat in the morning or. It, Presuming I haven't eaten yet. That's why oftentimes you'll get tea with biscuits, tea with scones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I just like eliminate like the gluten and, <laughs> and just put the butter in, in there and like uh, do like a fried egg. Interesting. Okay. Do you just Angry, eat the fried mad. egg? Anything with it? Uh, no, no. I don't even eat the fried egg. You just look at it. I you just <laughs> smell it. <laughs> ah. <laughs> They were like, now I can do anything. <laughs> I don't even need that, but I'm glad I did that. <laughs> smells good. Check that off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. New new segment. Kenneth's coffee. Can't Wait. Kenneth's morning routine. Constantly changing. Yeah. So I'm still like in and out on caffeine thing. You're still I'm, in and out. Yeah, I the mean, ongoing right now, saga. The, yeah, like Kenneth. another co- that, man. I hear two that. weeks from Kenneth's now, I'll caffeine be saga. Zero, zero caffeine. Does it like oh, we ebb, ebb and flow with anxiety? Is that why? Uh, it's just like exciting. <laughs> like, uh, like you can like slow your life down to the point where you just like are sleeping all the time, mm. and then you can speed your life up. Kenneth's caffeine decks. To, like I, I imagine it's just like it's like che- taking control of it's time like, it's like a cheaper like, <laughs> like time travel addiction like. <laughs> so so you're off of it right now no i had caffeine today oh nice kenneth's caffeine dex is high sometimes we're in here doing a show and he's like i had a lot of coffee today I'm just gonna tell you. <laughs> giving them the old razzle dazzle yeah pretty much <laughs> all right booze news shall we yeah sure and the time has come <laughs> Booze news with Kenneth Dedman. The toddies are hot. The booze is not. 
good. What's booze worthy out there? I'm glad you said that too, because when you're making like this is what I do when I make a hot toddy is I I temper the alcohol for a toddy sometimes. Y'all want to go straight temper to the alcohol? Whoa, hold the phone. Yeah. yeah. Um, put your uh, alcohol in a separate vessel, like a rim tempered vessel, so it won't break. But heat it up, not to the point where it'll evaporate the alcohol. But if we're if we're talking like ten ounces. Your 1.5 ounces isn't dropping the temperature too drastically already. Too. Right. Booze news with Kenneth Detman. All right. Uh, Kate Middleton. Oh. Anybody familiar with uh, Kate Middleton? Sort of. Sure. Um, well, Sophia rolled her eyes at you. First booze news story of her, <laughs> for her to be live on. We previ- Ultimate eye roll. I love that. <laughs> Previously covered uh, one of her favorite beverages on booze oh, news, which was okay. uh, Crack Baby. It was called a crack baby, and they okay. actually served it at, um, at her wedding, at her oh. wedding reception, which is, uh, it's a dope drink, but it's called a crack baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like um, vodka and uh, like a passion fruit liqueur. Sounds great. Wow. Champagne. Dude, that's oh. dope. Oh, it's like the porn star. It, it tastes like, yeah, like, or like, uh, you know, like, uh, Saint, you know how like people do like Saint Germain and dump like four bottles of champagne? Yeah. Yeah. But they, her and her friends called it a crack baby. As did her. That's husband. crazy. Why, why do they call it that? I don't know. As in like a <laughs> um, baby born from crack parent? I don't know. Yeah. I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, <laughs> I don't want to answer. I'm curious to, to hear like a, uh, like a creative, uh, explanation of it other than, a reference to well, that. I, yeah, I don't know if it's like cracking the bottle open. You know, I, oh. you know that's where her press agents. I think that's what they just emailed. Cracking that's what where it open, comes from? Like the passion fruit liqueur <laughs> bottle. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, or the vodka point, bottle. Good point. I yeah, guess. yeah, oh. I don't know. Or do, or the camps, they just right? they probably could. are they buying what bottles are they buying? Well, that how about have the fact? Tops? How about the fact that they couldn't call it the porn star martini, which that's what it is. That's what a porn star martini is. It's like vodka and passion but fruit. Crack and, baby over porn star. Yeah. Which so is how worse. about? I know. That's what I would ask her. Well, which well, is that's worse? That's why you're here. Which what? is worse for the royal family? I'm a guessing porn star. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> God forbid we find out how the royal babies are born. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Okay, well, like, uh, she just, like, admitted her favorite beverage, though, mm-hmm. which wasn't the crack, maybe. Okay. That was just a primer. Oh, okay. It was great. Uh, she, like, uh, her favorite beverage of all time is a pint of Guinness. Oh, oh What a feel-good story. I love that. All the news that's fit to drink. It's one of mine, too, man. That's she high on the list. She doesn't drink Guinness. Hmm. Yeah. Why would she? That. Do people not like uh, like um, like in that in London like mm. uh, they don't drink Guinness? No, oh no, tons of people drink Guinness. It's just I wouldn't feel that Kate Middleton, with the um, appearances she has to keep, is going to be down in a Guinness because then you know she might not look picture perfect, which is like a thing as well. Like those tight ass outfits too. Like the, can she know, have folks. a beer? I'm sure she can, but I'm sure, again, those people behind the scenes, they're deciding if she can or not. Mm. So maybe it's their favorite She's like, beer. Blink, one if, blink once if I can crush a Guinness. Yeah. <laughs> but Guinness is crushable, so like maybe yes, that's it is. Like, maybe it, that's true it? to that because you can like... Yes, just, yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, I feel like that's a slow sip. Two, no. Nope. No, <laughs> two gulps. You're just chugging Guinness over or here? Like, uh, you're talking about like a 20-ounce like yeah. pint? Yeah. Three gulps. Three gulps. <laughs> That's like it, it's a light so beer. It takes less you to drink than it does them. to pour. In that case, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. You order truth. You go ahead and order one when you when you get your pint. You mm. order a second one, and yeah, three gulps, whatever. You take a breath or whatever. <laughs> oh like, no! But you're, that's it's designed like that's how it's designed is to be like gulped. Interesting. See, the Not only sipped. time I've gulped a Guinness has been with a um, part of the name Irish Car Bomb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh right, right. Like, we did a required. shots episode on it. Yeah, did yeah. you? Oh yeah. Did I think you? where did First you do? One. Where did you do an Irish car bomb though? Uh, college. What North, country? Uh, North Carolina, America. Yeah, yeah. yeah with go. Americans. You cannot. <laughs> you cannot to anybody on either side, IRA or not. You cannot say Irish car bomb. Yeah. Terrible. Or black and tan. Right. It would be like calling a drink a nine eleven. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Oh, See all this good. perspective we're getting? We're getting cultured over here. <laughs> oh, is this link you sent me, Mike? All the booze that's fit to think. Brits, third biggest drinkers in the world. This is good, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Brits are the uh, third biggest drinkers in the world. Missing out on the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> missing out on the gold once again. Damn. Who's who's oh <laughs> nasty? Who's first? Australia. Denmark. Denmark. Wow. That makes sense. A lot of Aquavit? What's going on up there? Huge port. Like, it's Denmark's just like a huge port. Yeah. Like, like port wine or port? It's like a port as a country. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a big port. Yeah. Okay. Romanians, number two. Really? That yeah, makes, that's actually not shocking. It makes yeah. a lot of sense. They're yeah. like, a lot uh, of vodka in the fridge. At least, like, when they were doing this poll, they're like, ah, fucking A is like, Putin gonna fuck it and come and fucking. Coming after us, like I don't Give me know. Shot. Give like, me shot. I don't know, honey. You I'm want some nervous? Vo- you want some vodka? Yeah, that makes sense. That checks. Old wine. Old wine. You care about old wine? Sure. Like uh, ancient wine? Sure. They found some ancient wine in uh, Egypt, five thousand year old. What are those things called? Um, I learned about them today, actually, from Cliff. They're newer. You can put them in like wine bottles to where you don't have to remove the cork but you can pour it or something and like a gas gets put into it where you can like keep that bottle for years. What do you mean like uh yeah, you saw can do those all, new bottle you openers. Mean, like the squirt you squirt like um nitrous oxide yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reseal it. But there's a new yeah, but there's it, a new but gadget. It, but that it pushes selling. all the oxygen up above it. So all in theory all you need is just a little squirt of the gas in there and then you cork it and just the weight of the gas will lay lay below like oxygen and it'll prevent prevent oxidation. Uh, I don't know about these casts they found though in <laughs> in Egypt, but uh, it was in the tomb of Queen Merneth of the first dynasty. Uh, that would be five thousand years ago. Um, the town would be called uh, Ermel Akwab Necropolis. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ermel Akwab. Like a Wu Tang album name. <laughs> like a black metal t shirt, too. Right. There's like uh, no info on uh, whether any of them are like preserved. I imagine 5,000 year, year old clay, clay pots buried underground in the sand, flooding. I don't know, maybe. Unless they had one of the gadgets we were talking about, maybe it would still be drinkable. Shit, like uh, right. under underwater. I bet they did have those like... gadgets in ancient Egypt, probably. You know, <laughs> they built pyramids. Why not? Matthew McConaughey, Tequila Company. Um, That's what we need. Another celebrity tequila. Michael Bublé, Bourbon Company. Um, wow. it's like a misnomer. Travis Kelsey, but bought into a tequila company and taylor swift we gotta say that that'll bump up our numbers yeah after um, the the summer of taylor swift okay that's what happened while we were gone from the show taylor swift took over america god um, bless her th- this is this is the one yeah uh john jean jean claude van damme now we're talking this falls into the uh sophie the realm of the uh <laughs> Of the UK, uh, Jean Claude Van Damme, to release a uh, Irish Northern Irish whiskey called Ancient Oak. Hmm. Hmm. Sounds P- promising. Presumably sourced from um, Derry County. Hmm. London. I guess Derry. like uh, well, you don't say that. You don't say That's that right, there. Sorry, Derry. <laughs> Derry. Sorry, sorry, Ireland. But like uh, yeah, what is that like? Uh, the 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 what's the Irish whiskey that's not Jameson? It's better. Don't don't put that on me. Mike, I'm not gonna say it's one? better. I'm not gonna say it's better. Just there's tell bush me, mills. Like, yeah, bush, that's to, it. Yeah, yeah bush yeah. mills. Probably sourced from bush mills. Jean Claude Van Damme's uh Irish whiskey. I would say shots <laughs> fired, be, but it's more like roundhouse kicks fired. Aged aged <laughs> in, uh, Jamaican rum. Super cool. Wow, Asian Jamaican rum. That's promising. That's cool. Jamaican rum barrels. Dude, I love that guy. He's probably in my top three of like action, action guys. And Did you ever get uh, indoctrinated by the ridiculous American action people like Jean Jean Claude Van Damme, Steven Seagal? Yeah, all that ridiculous stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Sly Stallone. Well, yeah, and I I just love movies in general, so 
Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I just saw the original Predator at the Belt Court. Oh shit! Um, first time seeing it. Yeah, Sheesh. which is wild because I watched all the later ones and Alien vs Predator, there's which nine, is there's shit, nine, so good nine movies time. in the Predator. Mm-hmm. The, I think it's nine, and there's like eight, nine in the Alien yes. series as yeah. well. You've seen all the aliens. I have, yeah. Yeah, which they had the original alien too recently at the Bell Court. They did. I was there. Sh- oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, Friedkin. Or was that Friedkin? No, that's a oh, Ridley, that's Ridley a Scott. Exorcist was did they, yeah, they did were they doing. Preview the they new, did a Friedkin retrospective recently. Mm. That was just amazing. Shout out to the Bell Court Theater, one of the gems in Nashville. Check them out, bellcourt.org. Become mm. a member today. Go see a movie. You ever seen the uh, you know, the iconic um, trailer for Alien? Which is just like the slow pan of uh, alien's egg. Mm. Like you know what I'm talking about? Not necessarily. It's when you see it, like look at it up later. Seen that you, movie you'll in know years. when you see it. You'll know it because it's like the poster. Like oh, cool! The, the marquee poster for Alien. Whenever, whenever like seventy eight or seventy seven. Like the slightly cracked one. But it's just like an egg, a yeah. boiled egg, that is set in um, brownies. Um, brownies. Like, they baked brownies and didn't put icing on it and then put a boiled egg on it and then took the photo. And that was hmm. the entire, like, first teaser trailer for Alien. <laughs> wow. And, like, uh, was, They were doing a lot dope. with not a huge budget, you know, compared to what they would do later. Honestly. Pretty cool. Yeah, it was really just, like, in, like, uh, like, uh, like, seemed like it was in a nice house with a lot of stainless steel everywhere. Yeah. Like, didn't look like it was in space. It was just, like... <laughs> It sounds made up, so, but I believe you. But it does sound made up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> Welcome to hanging out with Kenneth. Uh, like, did you just totally make that up? Wait. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. It's true. Uh, oh man, uh, Ghost uh, Ghost Adventures on Discovery Star recently claims that a ghost made him drink three shots of whiskey while filming. Super cool. Like I, I saw the TikTok too. Like this guy had like no control no control over it like um like uh, uh his name was Bill, billy tolly he's not like the star but not he's like Vegas. one of the, like the he's like the what like the sidekick guy he's the guy that's like always like i i got like chicken skin for goosebumps like when he has goosebumps he's like i got chicken skin guys i'm feeling this like um getting like uh weird feelings over here i got this impulse to drink a shot of whiskey <laughs> dude swore that out of all the times that he's channeled with ghosts like none of them have ever like asked him or forced him to drink whiskey damn but this particular entity like uh made him drink a trio a trio of whiskey no word on the whiskey though wow was it an irish ghost uh, no, like, uh, it was, they were in Ohio. It could have been, I guess. An Amish ghost. Wait, they don't oh, drink that. There's everything right? in Ohio. You yeah. find everything in Ohio. Name it. <laughs> um, Bosnians. Yeah, no problem. Cle- <laughs> Cleveland. You're going to say Cleveland or whatever she was. Oh, dude, like, drinking water is, like, really bad. That's going to be, like, uh, I think New York Times has a, or or the Washington Post have a big thing on, like, the Flint drinking water problem. And Which Tennessee has had their own issues We're with. all, like, uh, I guess the infrastructure, the drinking water infrastructure is kind of like the bridges did, like, years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, a neglected drinking water infrastructure is about to be like I think like a presidential topic in the mm. next uh, in the next uh, year. However, we're gonna have to do a water episode. We've never done water. Oh, this will be yeah. <laughs> that'll be real austere. I'm literally in... swallowing the tap water. water as he was like drinking water is about to be a big problem. <laughs> it's like oh, mm, mm. <laughs> ah, uh, so we drink more whiskey. More whiskey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> However. With declining fr- declining fertility rates in the U.S. population, it's quite possible that birth control pills contaminating our drinking water is leading to the potential epidemic of infertility in American men. Wow. What's the source on that? Okay. Why do you need to know the source? Can't we just blame women? Wait, so the birth control is... 
is wait i'm confused break it down for me the birth control so uh <laughs> these scientists we'll call them women blamers are um theorizing um this is the medical research council this is its Sounds calling legit. anyway. Uh, theori- theorizing that metabolized um, birth control u- urinated into the drinking water. Sure, sure. Res- uh, like the, uh, the the drinking water process okay. is becoming a forever chemical, slowly lowering um, uh, the fertility in men. Wow. That's called revenge, baby. You got it. I was like, uh, the only reason I like uh, went great. for that, like really got into that was because like, you know, like King of the Hill, probably like my favorite show of all time. It was like a stupid, amazing like documentary about like Texas life. Yeah. Large like, pie, uh, fry, coffee. Hank Make it snappy. <laughs> Hank Hill like had uh, fertility issues because he had like a narrow urethra. Well, for a couple of years he was they were trying to conceive and um he was always like kind of like thinking something was wrong with Peggy and then they went to a fertility specialist. This is like canon for the show. Mm-hmm. They went to a fertility specialist who measured your urethra and said it was quite narrow. Like it's a dog or a kitty cat. The topic or a topic at the barbecue. Yeah. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Is that booze news? No. No. Yeah, that's probably it. I think I have something stupid. That squirrel can water ski. Nah, we're good. <laughs> that's booze news. Booze news. All right. Now we talked a little Sorry, bit about someone. aliens for a second there, but should we talk? That's one thing that happened while we were gone. Confirmed. You confirmed. Yeah, Grush. Testified. I know we probably shouldn't get into it now because we'll be here for a long time. But that was pretty interesting, eh? Is this the, the year that 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 UFOs became sort of? This is a accepted? whole other show, bro. <laughs> Fair enough. Because Fair there's enough. already like news today about Grush. More news. All right. Well, lots to come here on Liquid Gold. It's not just drinks. <laughs> you might learn about yeah, King of the Hill, the royal family's wedding drinks, all kinds of things. Um. <laughs> But hey, it's great to be back. Yeah, that's a good rusty return, I suppose. Yeah, good stuff. Especially with like Sophia, but especially with Sophie helping us out through here. Like, uh, <laughs> um, Sophia, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having really me. Really appreciate it. Thanks for being involved in the yeah, show. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, check out Sophia Brand. Uh, she'll be singing at Sambuca November 30th, 6 to 10 p.m. Nice. Uh, be there. And uh, come see us at Nelson's Greenbrier. Go see Kenneth at the bar at Husk. Let's throw a shout out to Adam Morgan, the bar manager over at Husk, who was the what best bartender in the Nashville scene. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, he got like Aww. best bartender. Bro, he had like every had a big shout out. Every, yeah, like every freaking like uh, traveling bartender weirdo that was in town that saw that in the Nashville scene just started showing up randomly, like sitting around him asking a lot of questions. <laughs> Shout out to the Nashville. How do you make your dumb, bro? Blowing up his night. He really appreciated. You ever tried that. making your own Angostura? Like, yeah, like tell me about your ginger syrup. Like, <laughs> what I'm peppers sure are you using? Sure in ginger it. syrup. How long are you barrel aging those cocktails? Are you, are you? Do you even barrel age it? Do you even distill here? He's like, it's a bar. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you want a steak or no? God damn. Are you Poor gonna guy. get a steak or you're not? Just tell me. Yeah. But shout out to Adam. Nah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he took it. He took it humbly, hey. incredibly humbly. Better. Than, he took it better than any other Nashville bartender that got named best bartender in Nashville could ever take it. So I bet. Fuck all y'all. He's awesome. Yeah, we love you, Adam. Shout out, and uh, we will see you again right here on Liquid Gold. Later, Tater. Check us out on Instagram at liquidgold_pod. On the web at liquidgold.show. American.